0: Greetings, seam heads and welcome into the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast, a Colorado Rockies-centric podcast powered by High Sports. I'm your host, Danilo Piro, back at it with another installment of your Colorado Rockies podcast right here on MyLife Sports. Be sure to check us out on the interwebs at MyLifeSports.com, on Twitter at MyLifeSports and Instagram as well. We really do appreciate it when you guys continue to interact with us online, on social media, all that good stuff. Um, if you consider yourself a tried and true Colorado sports fan, you're definitely going to want to check us out at My Life Sports. We have three kind of main sectors of our company, that being our online site, which is probably where you know my work from, in addition to our magazine, which is essentially a local edition of Sports Illustrated, and the radio station, you know, simulcasting both on the AM and FM dial and online at MyLifeSports.com, so be sure to check us out there, AM 1340, FM 1047, if you want to stay intertwined with all of your Colorado Rockies and the rest of the Colorado sports for that matter. But if you guys like my personal work, be sure to give me a follow on social media on Twitter at media by ap and on Instagram. Oh, yeah, that's my Twitter. I always have two different ones and I always forget. So yeah, Twitter uh, is at by media media by ap and Instagram is at avp.media. Really appreciate when you guys give me a follow and a like and all that good stuff on social media as I continue to build my portfolio. And uh, again, if you're a fan of my work, I, you know I try to. Continue to keep you guys updated on the interwebs outside of my writing on mylisports.com. So be sure to check me out there. A um, little plug about the magazine as well. This is the sports science issue, which is the, the latest installment or the latest issue that just dropped of the magazine catalog. Um, it's with John Gray on the cover. And I did a really cool deep dive about how he went to driveline this past offseason, which is essentially a data analytically. It's a analytically driven data baseball facility based in Kent, Washington and so i kind of did a deep dive on john gray and what went into reinventing what what he did to kind of reinvent himself this summer so uh, or this past off season excuse me So please be sure to check that out. It's a really cool article that I did, Um, especially if you're kind of a data head or if you want to try to understand the data more. Because to be honest with you guys, before writing that article, I did not have the slightest clue of advanced analytics and all this stuff. And I told John after I wrote the piece that this was honestly one of the most difficult stories that I've ever had to write just because of my unfamiliarity with the subject. Um, But, you know, I'm still no expert. But just so you know, if you don't really understand the data stuff, you're kind of reading it from the perspective of someone that didn't know it at the time either. So uh, don't expect, you know, these elaborate, you know, big confusing numbers and statistics and and graphs and all that stuff. I tried to dumb it down for the average reader to try to understand and process. So some really cool stuff in there about John, and we'll actually talk about him a little bit later on this podcast because we are talking about starting pitching today. And the reason is because Rocky's top pitching prospect or one of them, Peter Lambert, the 21-year-old from AAA Albuquerque, is set to make his major league debut this afternoon against the Chicago Cubs in Wrigley Field. So obviously this move comes on the heels with the Rockies' starting rotation struggles. Um, those struggles have been well documented by myself and you know just about every other media outlet, outlet around the city. Um, Colorado, so far this season, sitting with a 5.70 ERA among starters happens to be the highest earn-run average among starting pitchers in the National League. So not great stuff from the Rockies rotation so far this season. And, you know, I've written about it numerous times this year as well on mylisports.com that it is mind-boggling to try to understand how the Rockies and their front office and their coaching staff and their pitching coaches and, and all that stuff how did they enter this season with the expectations that this club has with this starting rotation or with the starting rotation that the Rockies possess to start the season? And just a quick recap for you guys. Three of the five arms that the Rockies came out of spring training with are now either on the injured list uh, in a different role or down in AAA. So the, the big one, the worst starting pitcher by far was Tyler Anderson. And Anderson uh, finished the season so far with an ERA over 11. So really, really bad stuff from him. But he ended up going un- undergoing a left knee Surgery to try to you know fix something in his knee, and so there's probably in all likelihood we're not going to see Tyler Anderson again this season. So he was out the door. Chad Bettis was just a disaster to start the season. I remember he made that start on national TV against the Los Angeles Dodgers and just got absolutely shelled. That said, Bettis has bounced back nicely in his new newly found bullpen role. Um, He's been very vocal and adamant that he wants to stay in that role and he feels like he can thrive more so as a bullpen pitcher, as a relief pitcher, as opposed to a starting pitcher in this league. So Bettis has actually done a really nice job out of the bullpen for Colorado. And then there's the curious case of Kyle Freeland. And this is the really interesting one. How does a starting pitcher that was absolutely dominant, that placed in the in fourth place of the Cy Young voting last season, go from that product To where he is now. Freedom with an ERA over 7 so far this season has just been getting shelled, rocked, however you want to describe it, all continuous you know, continuously all season long and so that actually ended up prompting the Rockies to demote him to AAA Albuquerque in an attempt to try to get his uh, mechanics right, his psyche right all that stuff and the interesting thing with Kyle is he doesn't feel like anything is wrong mechanically and it doesn't appear to be as well and a lot of this just kind of boils down to, you know, and and the analogy that I like to make with this is, you take her on Marquez, for example. Marquez has life on his pitches. They move a lot, they break a lot, they're sharp cut. Freeland is much more of a tactician. So while someone like Marquez can kind of rely on the natural movement, Of his pitches, Freeland cannot do the same thing because Freeland's pitches do not move as much, and because of that, he relies much more on pinpoint accuracy and location. And he's been missing some pitches, middle in as opposed to middle out, middle away, all that stuff. And and, you know, as a result, he's beginning shelled on the mound. You know, home runs left and right doesn't seem like he could pitch past the fourth or the fifth inning. um, You know, on a good day so far this season. So the Rockies ended up sending him down, and you know, there's no word as to when he'll rejoin the rotation, but it doesn't look like anytime soon. Um. So that gets us to where we are now, and that's that. Herman Marquez and John Gray are the best one-two punch that the Rockies have. And interestingly enough, Herman Marquez actually got shelled his last time out. Really, probably the worst start overall of his career. Uh, Marquez, and, and the interesting was thing was Marquez was really really solid through the first four you know four and a half innings against chicago last night and, and was really good at he only i believe had 50, less than 50 pitches through four innings pitched and then things collapsed for him in the fifth inning where he allowed that three uh three run home run to colorado kid david bode and then things boiled over in the next inning and all in all marquez departed with a line last night of 5.1 innings pitched allowing eight runs on seven hits while striking out five batters so you know the one reliable arm that the Rockies have had this season crumbled in the spotlight last night, and that's not a good thing. But, you know, needless to say, collectively, Herman Marquez has been a really, really solid pitcher for the Rockies this season. But, you know, someone that the Rockies are hoping can kind of help step up and fill this void within the starting rotation is Peter Lambert. And Lambert was drafted by the Colorado Rockies in the 2015 draft out of the, in the second round. Um, he's floated in and around... Um, the Rockies minor league system each of the past few seasons, starting this year off at triple a Albuquerque. And he really made some headlines throughout spring training about how he was cool, calm and collective on the mound was really starting to impress some of the media and the Rockies pitching coaches as well. Um, You know, everyone thought that, you know, maybe a year or two from now that this kid, Peter Lambert could, You know, be the number the next link in the chain per s e within the Rockies rotation. But considering where the Rockies rotation is at so far this season, they're going to expedite that process, and the twenty one year old will start and make his MLB debut this afternoon against Chicago. So that is going to be really interesting. Um, Born April eighteenth, nineteen ninety seven, that is Peter Lambert. Um, So far this season has struggled down in AAA, posted a record of two and two with an earned run average of five point oh seven. Collectively in his in the minor leagues, he has a twenty six and twenty nine record. Um, with a three point nine two ERA, and again, he's pitching in the Pacific Coast League, which is renowned to be an offensively just driven league, um, an offensive surplus, all that stuff. So sometimes pitchers' numbers tend to get inflated. Um, You know, we saw Jeff Hoffman this season come in uh, from AAA with an ERA, I believe, over seven, and he's done really nicely um, in his last two starts. You know, considering the circumstances, so. Peter Lambert, Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I did not expect this move to be made this soon. Um, Obviously, the Rockies want to try to exploit, or not exploit, but utilize and deploy all their internal options before maybe taking a look at the free agent market or the trade market potentially. So that's why I think they're going with this Lambert move. Um, But to my knowledge, he's like Kyle Frieden. He's a tactician. He relies on his location. And I was listening to the KOA radio broadcast yesterday on my way home from a hike. And um, it was the pregame show. And it was, I believe, Jerry Schemmel um, or no, it was Jack Corrigan interviewing Peter Lambert before uh, the Rockies game yesterday. And he was kind of talking about how, you know, my best pitch mix is my fastball and changeup. And that's kind of evident of the location and the deceptiveness of those two pitches, because the changeup looks like a fastball out of the hand, but has much different movement and speed. So that's kind of a, an evident point as to why he's a tactician. Um, you know, Favoring that one-two combo of the fastball and changeup, so we'll see how that works in the toy ballpark that is Wrigley Field. Lambert also boasts a curveball, which he says he likes to kind of uh, utilize every now and again to keep hitters off balance, and a slider, which he says he's been working on the past few seasons as well. So, really interested to see what this kid has because you know, like I said, he was there was rave reviews about him in spring training. You know, albeit it is spring training, but you know sometimes uh, there, it's baptism by fire, and that's what we might see with P- with Pete Alon- not Peter Alonzo, Peter. Lambert, excuse me. I really hope I haven't been saying Pete Alonso this entire time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, with Peter Lambert, so uh, it, like I said, the Rockies rotation has not been good. It's really been in shambles. Um, I wrote in my latest article talking about Marcus Stroman and the possibility of trading for him that the St- Rockies starting rotation was at DEFCON 1. Um, and I really think that is t- the case because John Gray, although he has had a solid season so far, is still kind of a mixed bag. Har- and, and you know, now, especially with Herman Marquez's latest struggles, that's really really frightening. And the Rockies have really bounced back, you know, or not bounced back. They failed to, you know, rally after this really really impressive homestand. Rockies went 9 and 1 on their season long homestand that ended with a victory Sunday and they have since dropped two games in a row to the Chicago Cubs, you know. Chicago's already clinched that series victory and now the Rockies are looking to just fend off a sweep today. So um, you know, they're they're going to need a big-time start from Lambert, uh, you know, just to help right this ship and get this team back on track. So it's going to be really interesting, guys, and you know there was a lot of t- listen. I saw so much talk on the internet yesterday that oh, the Rockies might still have a chance to win the division. They're not winning the division, okay? Um, let's get that out of the way. The Dodgers are just too freaking good. They're The for- Los Angeles has a record of forty three and twenty this season, and you know while the Rockies are just you know. Ten and a half games behind with a record of uh, thirty-one and twenty-nine, but it's these inconsistencies that we inconsistencies that we've seen from the Rockies' rotation and their offense and their streakiness. These are all reasons as to why I just don't think it's realistic for the Rockies to catch up to the Dodgers. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, unfortunately for them, they're going to be battling for yet another wild card spot, which is you know better than nothing. But that one game elimination is kind of scary, you know, especially when you work, you know, for one hundred and sixty-two games just to get to that point. So. We'll see what happens, guys, but it's uh, an interesting time in Rockies land nonetheless. So, like I said, Rockies riding a two-game losing streak, looking to snap that today against the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Some other news and notes, David Bodie last night absolutely destroying the Rockies, uh, posting six RBIs. He was a uh, Faith Christian Eagle, I think that's their school name, Um, 3A, 3A Faith Christian Eagles, I believe, Um, But he led Faith Christian to a uh, 3A state title um, a few years back when he was playing here in the States. So six RBIs for the Colorado kid last night uh, to help – Chicago, uh, to that victory. So big stuff from him. Also, as I'm sure all of you guys have seen, Carlos Gonzalez is now a cubby and that is very, very strange to see, you know, and it's you know, good for him. I'm happy that he found a landing spot, but, um, you know, I think, uh, Drew Goodman and the at and sports net crew, you know, really hammered it home last night that he will forever and always be considered a member of the Rockies organization. And, uh, you know, whether he plays just through this year or the next two, three, four years, you know, if he can, if he can continue to find work, Cargo will always be remembered as a Rocky. I'm assuming his number will be considered to be retired. Um, One of the best Rockies in history, for sure, without a doubt. So um, a lot of interesting stuff, but... First pitch coming up here in a couple hours, so I'm going to get out of here and let you guys uh, hopefully listen to this before Lambert goes on the mound and takes the mound for the first time, or or listen to it while he is on the mound. So, big stuff for the Rockies, who sit at it with a record of 31 and 29, looking to uh, face off that sweep today from the Chicago Cubs before going to New York for a three game set against the Mets. Um, so, a big opportunity for the Rockies to. Get back on the right track while they go into New York against, you know, an interesting Mets team. I'll leave it at that. But uh yeah, big day today for Rockies Land in Rockies Land. Let's see what Lambert could do and you know, everyone's got to hope that this Rockies rotation can figure things out because I think that is the Achilles heel of the club right now. You know, I think if they can get some form of positive consistency one way or another moving forward this season, I really think the Rockies are going to be in a good spot moving forward because their offense is so dominant. They're clicking right now, and it's just really unfortunate that they're not getting, you know, good start, good uh, starting pitching and going to go along with that. So, we shall see, ladies and gentlemen. We shall see. But, uh, again, if you guys follow me, if you guys like all my work, be sure to follow me on Twitter at MediaByAP and on Instagram at AVP.media. Check out all of our work on com in the magazine, and on the airwaves, AM 1340, FM 1047. I'm sure uh, Eric Goodman and Les Shapiro will be talking some Rockies baseball today. You can watch their show on com. I actually uh, work the cameras and the graphics and all that stuff, so check us out there between uh, 4 and 6 this afternoon, uh, com. if you want to get some... Uh, radio in your life. But that's going to do it for me, guys. Thanks for listening to the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast. We'll talk to you later.